0: Welcome to Lip Talk Ladies in Property. We'll be talking about all things property from the perspective of the agent, the stylist, the lawyer and the broker. We're all moms, business owners, friends, wives and ladies in property. We encounter issues relating to property on a daily basis and we want to share these with you so that you can learn from our experiences.
1: So Meg, you're the renovation queen. Tell us about your place. What are you doing?
0: Oh my God it's been
1: our biggest project ever so my husband and
0: i have been together for 23 years and we've been renovating houses since we were 20 years old and um i have never had any desire to buy a brand new home every house we've ever bought we've always looked at all the ugly ducklings and we've basically ripped them apart and made them into beautiful ducklings (laughs) swans Um, so this one is our biggest project yet Uh, it's a steel framed house it's an owner builder it's had everything possible wrong with it Um, and we've been working on this property for the last five years Um, we went down the path of this property in particular because Um, I had a child and she was 12 months old. My husband decided he wanted to move house. I'd just finished renovating our house and it looked beautiful. I was ready to just kick back and enjoy it and he started looking around, and um, I wasn't interested. I'm a property stylist, I see houses every single day of the week. Um, and the areas we were looking at, I wasn't really happy with them. I get bitten by mosquitoes, midges love me, and so those areas really weren't on my radar, although I, you know, I would have loved to live in those areas if that wasn't the case. But um, our house, really, when I first went to look at it, I knew as soon as I walked in that this was the house that we wanted to um, spend the rest of our lives in. Um, and so, yeah, this project has been going on for the last five to six years. So, you said. From your very first home, have you renovated always?
2: So when when was your first one, and what made you think <laughs> Actually, about renovating? Like because okay, usually so when you're young, you don't I know, you think I'm so happy to have a home, I don't need to renovate. It's just I'm in there.
0: <laughs> you know. What made you? What started that renovation? And when my husband and I met each other, when I was twenty, we rented for a short time together because obviously that's what. That's what you do. Well, that's what we did. (laughs) See how it goes. Um, And then we bought our place, first place together. So the first place that we bought together, actually, the the story behind that one was that, so the house was actually, um, it was, uh, it had been taken by the banks. And so it was a repossession. And bearing in mind, I've never gone through this process ever before. And I'm in the UK. Um, and I'm 20 (laughs) Um, I just went looking for all the information I needed Mm -hmm. I want to buy this house nobody else is gonna buy it what can I buy it for how do I how do I do it so I just went every way I could to go and make sure that I could secure this this property. So it was going to auction, I contacted the local council, I, I I went to every possible channel I could go to try and buy the property before auction. Anyway, we were successful buying it. So I bought our first property, sorry, we bought our first property <laughs> in England for sixty-two thousand dollars sixty-two thousand pounds and um Moved in, renovated it. we moved in, we renovated it. We didn't get any money given to us. I think my husband's parents gave us a little bit of cash for the deposit, but most of it we'd saved ourselves. Um, And we bought our first property, and then it would have been maybe two years later, if that, um, that we'd renovated it and and sold it. And actually the agent came round and said, oh, this house is probably looking around about 90,000 pounds. And I said, well, actually I'd like to put it on for 99. So we put it on for 99,000 and we sold it. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the funny stories out of that was, because we renovated the house. Um, So the color scheme downstairs in the lounge room, which was pink and brown. One of the bedrooms was decorated in claret and blue, which is the Aston Villa colors. And I was an Aston Villa fan, but that's not why we did it. (laughs) Um, But we painted all of our timber windows So my husband and I took all of the timber windows out of our house in a weekend. We painted them and then we put them back in and we realized we painted them the wrong color. Oh, no. We were like, these windows were like a really beautiful wood grain. And when we'd gone to to, to the equivalent Bunnings, which was home base over there, We were like choosing colors. It was such a hard process. You've got this finish and that finish and that color and that color. We were like, well, we think this is the right color for the windows without bringing one of them into the shop. (laughs) We go and paint them all and we put them back in and they are orange. Oh, no. So, what did you do? So, we had to take them back out and start again and painted them again.
1: So, sample pots are a good idea. They were a very good idea. I don't know why
0: we didn't think of that before.
1: (laughs) Experience.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, experience. So, we were 20, we did all of that and we sold our house successfully. So, um, But the the point was that we were a bit cheeky as well. You know, the agent had said it was worth this. We thought we'll try a little bit more and we sold it for that. So, on we went to our next project and our next project and our next projects.
2: And that would obviously depend on the market at the
0: time of how, how you could really do that though, wouldn't it? Depend on the market, being a little bit more aggressive with your pricing? Yeah, I think we've probably always been successful with a rising market. But in a rising market, of course, and and Nicole, you know this, that you've got lots more competition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might have, say, 20 houses on the market that are similar to yours, and so you've got to make your house stand out. And every time we've ever decorated a house I feel like I've staged it each time as well so you know I'm not one of those people that's bought furniture and then moved it into the next house I've just got rid of it and then bought new furniture and then I've done it again and Mm -hmm. I've done it again Mm -hmm. um you know because in the UK every house is different like in Australia so you can't always use the same furniture in every house so you know yeah, it was kind of there from a young age. <laughs> well, we're just going from always
2: buying land and building ourselves. What What would you look out for? So we're about to buy an established house and I think with renovating, because we always like that project to do something and make it our own. So we're not
0: going to look for, because I, I just don't think we'll find our area anyway. What, what should we be looking for? So aside from location, probably the other thing I would say for us was um, I always look at the end game. So whenever I've looked at a property and I go in and see it as it is, I always look at what's going to make um, what's going to make it the most appealing for selling. So um, and I say this to lots of my clients. I say, hey, I've got pink wallpaper in my bedroom. If ever I mm. sell my house, I'm going to have to change my pink wallpaper because it's not going to suit everybody. Um, so. Using that, I I would say that in every house that we've ever looked at, I've always looked at it with a visual to, to selling it. So that means that I've looked at, um, you know, in the last house we had, I converted a, a semi-hairdressing salon into a, an ensuite and a guest bedroom. Um, you know, making it more saleable every time. Like, it's, it's really about that end game, but also making it so that it's your home.
1: So what have you done to your place, Meg?
0: Where do we start? <laughs> um, can I also what I say? Can
1: I also time? say
2: you've got a very understanding husband at pink wallpaper in your bedroom.
0: <laughs> oh, <yes>. Firstly, <laughs> uh, I think I'm a pretty understanding <laughs> wife <laughs> when things take as long as six years to renovate. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, when date nights are clusters laying turf in the back garden oh, for yes, goodness sake uh, painting doors uh, that's right but you also, know, Meg, I came
1: did in you with live gloss in the house? on my hands
2: did you live in the house while you did all this as well because I think about to do it two kids two dogs chicken how Everything. How, how do you live through renovation like um, I don't want to live in one bedroom and just have your hot mm. pot going in one room or have you done that the whole time
0: Yes, only the last time, this time has been worse because I had a 12 month old and uh, we had windows in the house that were completely unsafe. Um, So we went to look at this property and we knew that there was lots of things wrong with it. We had a builder go in and look at it for us and they did a detailed inspection on it. So we knew what we were up against. Um, but everything was priority. So we had balconies that were built in pine and they were rotten, and then pine was Mm. laid over the top of them. Mm. So you couldn't really walk on the balconies because it's a three-story house, so Mm. you know, you can make your own conclusion. Mm. Um, We had balconies that, (laughs) if you'd seen the balconies now, wouldn't even be anywhere near building regulations because they were in a criss-cross format, so my 12 month old could have just crawled through and just fallen over the edge. Um, and we had windows in the property that had no screens on them. You just open the window and it's a sheer drop. Did all of those things, did
2: you do building a pest? Did they all show up in your building a pest and you knew what you were getting into? Or did you find all these things after the fact, after you um, actually purchased the house?
0: so we knew that we knew some of these things needed doing i.e the decking was rotten and we didn't know i don't think about the windows opening it being a sheer drop because we didn't open the windows Mm -hmm. but we knew about lots of 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 the um uh you know the 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 works that needed doing so the plumbing Mm -hmm. needed redoing around Mm -hmm. the house because all the water was running into the house and um you know it's a steel framed house so it's harder to work on you can't knock down internal walls and the staircase, wasn't it, to building regulations and so many things. And we, we were like when we bought it we were happy, but I think months into it we were going, Oh my God, what, what have we, we done? done?
2: And that's <laughs> that's that's that's, <laughs> a that's, that's yeah, an absolute common be. thing we hear all the time is when they start renovating. You start on one project, but you uncover other things that need fixing, yes. like uh, ta- when you uh, renovate yeah, so your bathroom or... So, so there's one
0: particular that? problem that we didn't foresee, although my husband and I kind of knew it was a problem. So the house had got an, an existing... It would have been about a 14 by 5 metre pool in the back garden. Mm. And we thought we might be able to um, resurface it, repell it, whatever... Um, we thought we might not be able to do it, so we kind of didn't budget for building a new pool, but we did think that it probably needed a new one because of where it was situated, in completely the wrong place. Um, Anyway, yeah, the pool was actually cracked in half. The real estate agent had told us that we would be able to resurface it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, because of my industry, I, I ignored that anyway, but it was advice that he'd given to me, which was completely incorrect and subsequently we had to take the pool out um, with all the trees and start again.
2: Can I just ask how, so obviously we have lots of clients who come through and they want to renovate their homes, so we have to go through different, how they can make that work, so how they actually pay for it. So we access the equity, you know, that can be through their own lender, refinancing. How did did you go into it to know you've got to spend this much on it and how are you going to pay for that? Because Mm -hmm. you obviously bought this new house, a lot of people put everything they have straight Mm -hmm. into it to buy it. how did you keep those funds separate saying well you've got to spend a hundred thousand dollars on this house I'm going to keep that other time I'm going to wait a while take equity out of your home like we we do that different structuring ways of finance but how, how did you actually do that so
0: we basically just didn't live for probably the first four years of owning this house yeah. <laughs> you know like everything that we had And Marie, you'll know this because, you know, often times when we couldn't afford to go out for the nice meal or we couldn't buy that thing or whatever it might be. Mm. So, you know. Uh, we, it's, we a money pit. it's a money pit, and, it, and so
2: you did it as gradually as you went
0: along. We, you we did, we so did, and my mm. husband did. And my husband, bless him, he he did most of the work. Yeah, like mm. both of us have renovated houses, yeah. so it's not just me looking mm. pretty and going, oh, you need to do that, you need to do that, you need to do that. It's me getting in there with the paintbrush and doing the sanding, and yeah. you know, staying up till midnight and mm. working super hard to try and get it done. It's um, like a it was <laughs> like the yeah. block, yeah. so like the block, which is why I'd never do the block. <laughs> you might need a voice liar. <laughs> oh, my God, so tiring. I watch that program and it tires me. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, we, we we didn't do what lots of other people do. And we've had this conversation so many times and probably we're inexperienced with uh, knowing how to finance something mm. like that, Um you know, we could have bought a house for uh, 850 grand uh, in Clear Island Waters. Um, we ended up buying a house for, I don't know, 640, whatever it was in, in Rabina, and we've spent X amount of money on it. Um, we haven't overcapitalized yet, we don't think, but we could keep going. Mm. Um, but we were, we were happier where, where we were back then, to uh, buy the house for 650, 640, and spend you know, a few hundred grand on it over a period of time than we were to go to our lender and go, hey, we want to add an extra 300 grand to our mortgage. What do you reckon to that? And, and get all the
1: work done. Uh, and we didn't, we didn't look at that as an option. And we, nev- we never have. Mm-hmm. So Meg, how did you cope with buying a place that needed so many renovations? and not being able to afford to live the way you used to live? Um, I think for me, um,
0: that was why I was so apprehensive about moving home. I knew the work that we'd just carried out in the previous property. I don't know if you remember when you came round one day, but um, uh, in, our, in our older house, um, previous to this one, we'd renovated the whole place, and my ceilings in the house still got me. Like I just could not live with them. And we thought we'd be able to paint them, make them good. Anyway, we decided in the end, before we sold, that we couldn't live with them. So we got them re-jitrocked. And that was just the biggest nightmare ever. I had planks through the whole of the house, I had a newborn baby. Mm. My cats were freaking out. Mm. Like it was just chaos. So I knew what I might be letting Mm. myself in for because I could remember it, it was instilled in my brain Mm. and I was just like, I just can't, I just can't deal with the dust. Mm. Um, But I think there were certain things that were frustrating me about where we lived. um, And I, I'd looked at other properties with hubby and nothing really floated my boat and then we went out to this house and I saw it and I was like wow I really like it here and I could I can walk into a property and visualize how it's going to look so I could I could see it and I was just like okay um and then obviously the work that that began and how did I live through it Well, I'm still living through it now, but I can see the other side of it now. Like you had
1: no kitchen at one time? I had no
0: kitchen. Um, I had a 12 month old baby, and I was thinking about putting the laundry in my kitchen. I was going a bit crazy. I've got staircases in my house, I've had staircases cut out of the house. So the middle floor staircase mm. wasn't there. I
1: remember.
0: <laughs> there was like concrete drilled through the house. Mm. And I and Meg, just...
3: Meg how, how was that pressure in terms of relationship? <clears throat> because that's quite intimate in terms of your home every day with the newborn baby, you know, yeah. your husband's work. work, everything <laughs> that you're trying to juggle. How were you finding the whole process? Um,
0: I I think I feel now like it's a million miles away, but there's certain things that, I, that stick in my mind. So, you know, um, I remember we had some friends coming over to visit and we'd got a um, uh, cement board down on our kitchen floor and the cement board had been down for like, maybe it was down for a couple of years because we just couldn't find the right flooring for the kitchen. And it was covered in sick, in cat food in baby food in in (laughs) spilt drinks in wine whatever it might be so cement board can actually look really unattractive when it's been (laughs) down for a long time and that was probably one of the things that i was just like i can't cope with walking into the house and i've got this new kitchen but i'm looking at the floor every single day and um and from a, a relationship perspective i think that um we were doing it ourselves and you know we've got full time jobs. We're new parents, and it was a lot of stress, yeah. like a lot of stress, you know. And it wasn't always about not being able to afford trades to come in. My husband just wouldn't. Um, he he's just so uh, finicky about everything. Mm. He would just check everything anyone else has done, and then he'd be like, "Well, I can do that just as good as them." So then I'd have to wait for him to do stuff, yes. <laughs> mm. which would drive me crazy um but yeah it was hard really hard but I don't think divorce was on the cards I think we both (laughs) went into it knowing it it was going to be (laughs) (laughs)
1: um
0: yeah so it it was really hard and you know I I can't uh, advice on anything like that um I think you've just got to know exactly what you're going into and it can't be a surprise because you know, I, I know that when things were bad, um, y- you sometimes just can't see the wood for the trees. And I remember one time we went to the bank about something, I can't remember what it was, but the bank said to us, if you've got any jit missing off any of the walls, we won't lend you any money. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, I remember,
1: I, sorry, I remember, um, I, my husband actually was building a friend's, a friend's house and they had that exact that same experience this is prior to our renovation and so the bank had to come in and check the property nice. to make sure that it was you know each stage was completed properly before they'd lend the next amount of money and we were next to renovate our house and i thought i don't want to be at that stage <laughs> i just don't want to be you know living like living like that until we've got that last piece of gyproc on the wall before we can borrow for the next stage so I think budgeting is actually really quite important and you probably um, would agree Renee with people buying and um, and and obviously going and seeing you to get some money for the renovation just getting those quotes and knowing what things are going to cost so that you can sort of scope all of that out so you're not waiting um, you know waiting for the bank or someone else to sort of let you have that extra money to finish those stages
2: yeah there's lots of different ways to structure your finance for it Um, but predominantly the most common is that you have to reach different stages to get the funds from the bank and you have to have certain trades or Mm. um, tasks actually completed so that's that is that if you're going to get a construction loan how it's going to happen um yeah but it can be stressful because if you haven't got a particular thing finished or you've run into other problems it's going to cost you money renovations it is quite stressful to do that, and that can
0: happen. Um, Going back to what you said before about one of the stressful things uh, that happened in the house, probably the most stressful thing that happened in the house, I think, from memory, that's just come back to me, is our windows. So we replaced all the windows in our house, and the building company that we used, which is a reputable company on the Mm. Gold Coast, um, couldn't provide us with somebody to install the windows. And we had a bad experience with the tradesperson that helped us um, to the point where you know we had um, phone calls from him because he fitted something that was incorrect and it wasn't safe, and the window company had come out and said that that's not right, and you know so you can put money into the best product, which we did, mm-hmm. and then ultimately the tradesperson that then you have to engage to to put that product in you know, isn't qualified, or isn't Mm. right, or doesn't do it properly, and then you use the regulations uh, on the windows, and just so many things. That was a really stressful time because of the amount of money we were spending, and also, you know, you've got no windows in in certain parts of the house, (laughs) and you're in a three-story house. Mm. With a 12-month-old. With a (laughs) 12-month-old.
1: Hey Meg, I remember going to your house when you first bought it, and there was the shower room. Tell us about the shower room. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen <coughs> okay so the shower room was literally um, on the middle
0: floor of the house um, bedrooms around it and you had a bathroom the next door to it was this door you open the door and there was literally a shower inside so there was no window no ventilation <laughs> It was... It was
1: like a linen cupboard, wasn't it? It, it was just, like, completely
0: random. Like, you just wouldn't have even, you know, like, who's going to shower in there? I don't even think there was a light in there. Really? <laughs> like, it was just, um, yeah, just completely bizarre. Did you bizarre.
1: not
0: use it? I never used it. Yeah. <sighs> Should we talk about what happened to you when you were pregnant and I went to your house and you were living with no
1: roof <laughs> and... <laughs> Tell us that can story. we can talk <laughs> about that. So, um, my husband and I bought a two-bedroom beach sack, shack um, renovator, and I was quite happy there. We kind of had done a few little things. It was just my husband and I, so that was that was great. And then we just found out we were pregnant with our first um, our first child. So I get home from work one day, and it's pitch black, and I walk in, and there's not really many lights on. I thought it was a bit strange. And then my husband says he meets me at the front and says don't freak out. And I said, what, I can't see anything, it's black. And he says, I'll take you through here, but just don't freak out, I've done a few things today. (laughs) Anyway, so we walk into my bedroom, which has kind of got an external door, walk into the bedroom, put my stuff down, and then I walk from the bedroom into what used to be the kitchen living area, and he's completely gutted the whole kitchen living area. We had no windows no gyprock, no floor. It was like a complete shell. Aww.
2: And he knows you're a divorce lawyer and he knows what he can get away with. <laughs> Obviously he knows you very well.
1: <laughs> he does know me very well, but I was so shocked. I just couldn't believe it. Anyway, so um, we were we had basically had our bedroom that was normal. We had no kitchen. We were living on our deck. I, I remember going and buying a, a wok from, um, I don't know, Kmart or something, mm-hmm. and, and we are cooking on the wok in the walk outside with the rice cookers. I think we lived on like stir fries for the longest time. It was ridiculous. The barbecue came out as well. Uh, it was just terrible, it was just terrible. And then um, we ripped the roof off the house and we tarped it all up and we had an electrician who was moving the power. You remember mm-hmm. that guy, Meg? And he took the power off the roof and put it on the garage or what have you. But you have to book in the electricity company to move the power. And he'd forgotten to do that, but he told us that he did. So six weeks later, we're still waiting for this. We've got tarps on the roof, the storms come. And I'm lying in bed with my husband one morning and I look up at the ceiling and there's this great big wet (laughs) patch right above us. Mind you, I'm about six months pregnant by this point. And I say to my husband, I don't think it's safe for us to be sleeping in this bed (laughs) under this. And so we end up moving to the lounge room and we slept on a mattress on the floor in the lounge room with no windows in the middle of winter (laughs) and I was about seven or eight months pregnant by that point it was just shocking but you just do it you just get through you know that you know you're you're going to get there the work is kind of getting done around you and you just kind of get on with it really. Mm. I
0: I think that's one thing that nobody kind of plans is like how long these projects are going to take so we talk about like financials but like, how long does it take? I mean, we never anticipated that what we're doing now was take us as long as we had. We probably never thought about it really, though, because mm. we knew we had so much to do. Like, we've put a new pool in and we've landscaped the gardens and we've still got more to do. So, you know, it's not just about the money, it's also about how long these projects are going to mm. take. So, you know, if you're trying to make your
1: dream home, how long are you prepared to, to right. put into it? Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. you a know. A timeline is always a good thing. So yes. for um for us, we were pretty lucky in high in that we did have a baby coming, and so that was, was our time frame. <laughs> it was like, baby's coming, want this house mm. finished. And it did get finished, apart yes. from all the window furnishings and all the pretty stuff that we sort of did later. But yeah, time frame, I think it's really important. Mm.
2: Yeah. So, Meg, I'm just getting there's a few takeaways here, obviously, because we're about to, we've always built brand new homes, so definitely put in the hard yards. However, renovation, living through it, is probably a little bit of a different story that we need to be prepared for. Takeaways obviously your budgets, how long it's gonna take, and just living through that, that you're not gonna have the same quality of life that you have when you have your, your home and all your comforts there.
0: Um, you I think be prepared as well for the unexpected. Like as much as we can plan, there's so many things that don't go to plan so um and that comes from a budget perspective and also then affecting you know timeline so um you know if you if you have got big plans in mind um and you think they're going to be finished in x amount of time and it's going to cost you this amount of money just you need to make sure that you have got some leverage with that um because nothing ever goes to plan
3: <laughs> yes that's very true. very true i i I haven't personally done a renovation, but we would like to. So we've also only ever built from scratch, but just the experiences I've had with a lot of clients, it's not for everybody. So I think that's also key. It's establishing are you that type of person that can go through this or are you someone that just needs the keys in 30 days and you're into a newer home where you don't need to do anything So that's quite important, it's not for everybody.
1: So you won't be sleeping on the floor with no windows in winter then, Nicole? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Outside of that, Nicole, have you had
3: clients that have come to you that have been mid-renovation and had to sell because they can't cope with it? Have you had anything like that I have, I had an interesting experience actually earlier this year. So in the area where I've been working for about 12 years, it was the first time I sold a home that hadn't been completed. So no floor coverings, no landscaping, no driveway, so it was a really difficult sell and a totally different experience in terms of taking a home to the market because there was there wasn't much prettiness about it. So we had to go through this is a renovator's dream in a new area where homes are predominantly new.
0: Yeah. So just just on that, from my point of view, being the stylist, um, I go into properties whereby you know the house has been renovated and they haven't quite finished it, whether it be to a certain standard or they just haven't quite finished it. So, you know, just an example, this week alone, Um, with a lovely lady and um, there was a couple of things that she needed to do to the property. So one of those was um, uh, they'd converted the garage and uh, part of the floor in the garage uh, hadn't been, uh, nothing had been laid on it, so they'd got carpet and then the study area we were gonna use had still got bare concrete. And then round the uh, bottom skirts of the garage, it was all raw concrete. Well, we were going to stage that room and I had to say to her, you know, you need to finish that off. Mm-hmm. They're only little jobs but they make all the difference. Yes. But then coming from what I've gone through, I know that they're not little jobs <laughs> and I have to tell other people to do these jobs. I'm coming um, from the lending
2: side as well, banks will only lend a certain amount about those type of properties. Some won't touch them if they're not habitable. Yes. If you haven't got a kitchen in there, a bank won't lend against that property so you can't get finance yes. to... So it's going to limit to your market. If you're selling that property, it's going to limit the market you can get to. You're going to have to have cash buyers or yes, very um, limited so. funding you can get for it.
3: In fact, on that property that I was referring to, they didn't even bother doing a build and pest. <sighs> they say what we see is what we get yeah. because it was very raw. Mm. You could see wires sticking out, a concrete floor. Just that's the way it was. And we had agreed, well... You know it wasn't worth going down that path because everything was very exposed yeah. so yes <laughs> yeah
0: and if my circumstances have been different and I'm thinking about it from you know maybe your perspective from a client one of your clients mm-hmm. like midway through the project at any stage in our property you know we we could have like culled our relationship or whatever it might be yeah, I and see that and now <laughs> it's like oh my god how could you you know you you wouldn't have had the money to finish it um you know neither of you would have had any faith in wanting to finish it. So, so you'd both have would been worse you... off in that, in yeah. that yeah, I mean, or people go into these projects and they think that, you know, I mean, obviously we've gone through a lot. Um, we're still together, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, if if that had, had been different, then, um, you know, it could have changed the whole of our lives, us thinking that we're going to buy this house, we're going to flip it and we're going to make money to we've yeah, got halfway through, we can't stress, afford it? it. And, and yeah. yeah, there's extra stress mm. there. So, you know, like you said, Nicole, it's you've got to have a really good, solid relationship, but also you've got to know what's potentially mm. ahead of you because it's hard graft. Yeah. And you've got to see you
2: know.
1: that
0: in picture. You will get through
2: it. Yes. You know, it is going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. You've got to see that in picture. Yeah.
1: Mm. Thank you for listening to episode two of Lip Talk and thank you to Meg for sharing your renovation stories, our renovation queen. And um, if you'd like to subscribe, please do so and you'll see the details in the show notes.